Vigo's having to operate even more attackingly now. He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Vigo. Yeah, welcome to episode five, I think, of the Box to Box podcast. Uh, here with me today, I have Mr. Hurt by Football, Carlisle Baker Jackson, CJ. Hello, CJ. Hello, hello, hello. Please, how are you um, doing today? Be happy with the fireworks behind you because everyone loves you, celebrating your accomplishments. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's just Friday. It's Friday, Friday. No, fifth of November stuff. Slash little kids around it being prats, but whatever. We'll enough. take it. We'll take it. Um, Maz, welcome, Maz, Mister Football Manager, legend. Even though I cannot um, attest to your uh, abilities on it, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> all good. How are you? How are you? Yep. Yep. All good. All good. Awesome. All right, guys, I think we'll we'll mix it up. We'll keep it a short and snappy one this week, just given the amount of volume of games that has been going on. Um, and time-wise, I think we've all been busy, but thank you very much for your time, obviously, today. Um, so we're going to do a bit of a twist this time with um, general chat, nothing too serious, just around unpopular opinions in football, which have probably kicked off our brain cells this week, just given the amount of stuff that's been going on. So um, I think I think we kind of got onto it anyway. So maybe we just continue with what what Maz's unpopular opinion was, and continue that debate if that's okay with you guys. Um, Maz, do you wanna kick off? I guess my unpopular opinion is around Ronaldo and. As a United fan, I still think we were right to sign him. Um, and there's a lot of talk about him ruining his legacy. I don't really think he'd ever ruin his legacy at United. I think he will always go down as a legend. Um, yeah, he's probably done himself no favours, especially yesterday with what he did. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I think we're right to sign him still. And for me, I don't, I don't think he could. Ever ruin his legacy. Can I ask how you feel about him actually just doing what he did yesterday? And maybe CJ, you can jump in after Maz has given his sort of thoughts around what you thought about it. Oh no, don't get me wrong. Like regardless of how how renowned you are as a player or how amazing you are as a footballer, you should never walk out on your team before the final whistle. Like if he wanted to walk down to the ton down the tunnel after the final, so yeah, that's fine. Do, do that, but to leave early, I think it's just an insult on your teammates who have just had probably one of the best performances of the season. Do you think he was? I think he kind of had to do that to kind of make the attention go on him. Does that make sense? Like, otherwise, he could. Yeah, but then it's not. It's not needed. Like, you, you shouldn't have done that. Like, the team, the team should always come first. And I think he's got himself into. I don't know. I get he's. The greatest, one of the greatest footballers, if not the greatest player to play. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I 100% don't agree with what, what he's done there and probably tarnished himself a little bit with the United fans. But 
in my eyes, he's, he's still a legend. Uh, I don't think anything Ronaldo does, short of like pissing on the centre circle at Old Trafford, would have United fans hating him because he essentially is one of your like cult figures for what he did, which I find quite weird because this is going to sound like a weird opinion, but to me, he didn't win that much with you because obviously you didn't really have him during his peak. He went to Madrid and won so much, but I understand obviously why he means so much to so many United fans, but he's just petulant, to be honest. Like, I'd... He, won, he, won, he won everything with us. Like, there's nothing he didn't win with us, maybe barring the League Cup or maybe an FA Cup. Oh no, but I mean more in terms of like multiple, like multiple things. Like I know you won everything. Like I'm still haunted by Champions League, and us him. That's like saying why is saying why is Henri so held so highly out? Arsenal you broke the record in the Champions League with them. That's why. Yeah, but Ronaldo's never. Um, but but remember, I'm I'm not saying like he didn't do enough. I'm just saying because the amount of time that he was there for compared to him being at Real. Like the amount of times he could win things, I'm saying he was there for a longer time to do so. Like, it's not a bad thing. He obviously won everything. I'm not, I'm not denying that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying he has like cult status at United, and that's not going to change, is it? I, I don't see it changing. I, I mean, he's no. It's the, it's it's the whole thing where he came to United as a teenager, uh, won the Ballon d'Or at United, won everything there was to win at United, and scored some ridiculous goals. And did he, did he, he win the Ballon d'Or when he was at United? Yeah, the first I'm sure he won at United. Why do I have a feeling it wasn't? But anyway, you know better than me, to be honest. Um, but um, is it uh, so? Matt, like back to his point, do you think just because of how successful Ronaldo was at Madrid, it seems pale in comparison? Even though he won, like he won every, like he won oh. the sheer volume of trophies he won at Madrid. The, mm. the what was like five Champions League. I don't know. Like he won everything. He was like mm. super successful. It was his peak. He won the Euros. Mm. Um, so because of the success that's encapsulated within Madrid, it pales in comparison. Like when you you talk about oh, about United, but at the same time, it's United. not to be taken lightly. You won the bloody Champions League and the league and whatever else was there, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, Maz. I'm I'm not saying he didn't win enough. Like he basically won everything. That's why I said like mm-hmm. his status at United. It, I mean, it's safe. He might upset some people, but I don't think um, he'll do enough to like piss everyone off. Even though, admittedly, you just sort of let him go to sea, but but yeah, back on you know, the back on the debate. if you really want if if you wanted if you wanted him to be an actual sleeper agent, you should have let him go to sea. <laughs> sea would not want the league with him. Back on the debate, there's <laughs> well, my discussion point around this has has he lost some of the, you know, I won't say respect, but the gravitas around his legacy. I personally think. It's a 50-50. I think if, it, if this continues dragging out, I think it's going to make it worse. And I somehow don't blame him for what he's doing. But at the same time, he's acting really silly at certain points. Like, you know, yesterday was a clear indication of being a sourpuss. Um, but Maz, you, you want to, I guess you were saying it doesn't really matter what he does because he's kind of cemented his legacy. No, I mean, he's, he think he's, I think his legacy will always be intact. It doesn't, doesn't mean he can do what he did yesterday. That doesn't justify it. I think that there will always be a part, part of me that will always think he's a legend. But at the same time, it doesn't mean like he can do what he did yesterday or or not not train, like train on his own. I think there was a clip going on yesterday where, where he was training on his, or he was warming up on his own away from the rest of the team. And 
then he refused to come on to play as well. So I think I don't think you can, no matter how much professional you are, you, you can never do things like that. But I, I think, think. Oh, sorry, go on. I'll go on, you finish. No, I was going to say, I, 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 to be fair, I think if United had it their way, he probably would have gone in the summer. But um, there's rumours that no one wanted him. I'm not sure how true that is, but that's what's come out. So. Oh no, I, I believe them because for his wages, and he wanted to go to what a Champions League team. Who was going to get him? It's a very like that's a small pool. Like obviously, it's a good, sizable number of clubs, but then the number of clubs that actually would be able to afford him, I, I think he just doesn't respect anyone. I legitimately think he does not respect anyone really at that club, because the way he's acting now, and I mean, I don't want to make it all about like Arsenal draw parallels to that, but remember when Ozil was acting up and pretending that his back was injured because he didn't want to play away games and stuff like that. It's the same kind of petulance of, oh, like, either I'm too good for everyone here or I don't, you know, I, I should just play what I want to play and I don't play when I don't want to play. If it... Yeah, I suppose the saving, saving grace for us is that we know it's his last season. Like it, he's on his last year's contract, he'll be gone in January. Maz, what, what happens if... If, if no one takes him. Uh, let's, again, I'm, I'm leaning on your experience, as a, obviously, as a United fan. What happens if he continues doing what he did yesterday every single game and you're not able to shift him off in January? What happens to... What do you think happens well, he's, to just he's, the perception of... He's not playing. He's, he's not playing on Saturday. So he's not in the squad. They're very, no, very, as in, uh, what if it continues happening? That. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, What if he continues probably, walking he out? Won't even play, he, probably won't, he probably won't even play, be part of the squad for the rest of the season. But don't forget, like, they, they can ship him off in January if, if someone comes in for a bid for him. Or if they mutually agree to terminate his contract, I'll, I'll I'll be fine with that. To be honest, the thing is, I I see why you obviously it's the, it's the World Cup, so obviously it's his last one, right? So he wants to obviously play as much as possible uh, to get in form for it. But at the same time, if you're not like willing to be a team player, I can see why United have just been like, well, you know, if you're not going to be part of I this, don't... then leave. Yeah, but 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 to be honest, according to like reports, he was yeah he was right to the bench yesterday. We played better without him. He's not really done much this season to to warrant uh, a, a starting berth over Rashford. And Rashford, I think, provides us gives us more in, in the game. Yeah, he, he missed like don't get me wrong, he should have scored two or three goals yesterday, Rashford. But he offers a he offers that direct. Well, he can actually run in behind defenders. Yeah, and run behind goal, which which is what was troubling Tottenham yesterday. But um, I think, yeah. So I, he then he refused to come yesterday. So it's not like he was he was given he was offered game time yesterday. He refused to come That's on. Crazy man. Okay, I guess um, unless Carlisle has any other further points, um, you know, I'm I'm of the perception. He's just, gonna... just just sell him in January. Yeah, just sell him in January. Just I get mean, rid. It was a great honeymoon period, and you guys love to gas it up as the last dance. But it's turned out to the last wank if i'd like to say because he's a wanker um okay cool i guess that settles that um our next i guess unpopular opinion i mean we're trying to make this as quick and snappy as possible uh i'm gonna let carlisle go with this because um then i'll bring in mine but i'm I'm quite keen to debate your point cj if you're um, I think the era, or at least the fascination that was had with young laptop managers, and I don't say that to be dismissive, um, was really a false dawn in that 
whilst I can accept, obviously, the game's change and stats and analysis, the way they happen now is very different to 10, 15 years ago. When we look at, you know, managers um, potentially losing their jobs, so all the talk's been this week of Gerard potentially losing his job and, you know, uh, Poch or Tuchel, well, actually no one said Tuchel, but Poch, Tuchel, Daesh, um, Sean Dyke, like, you know, just all these names being mentioned. But it's never really, like, the up-and-coming managers that, you know, kind of end up in these conversations. Again, it's always kind of same old names, whether they're ex-players or just, you know, with the exception of, I guess, Sarri, sorry, someone like that. Um, yeah, so I, I think it was just overblown when it was first potentially a thing. But yeah, I think it was a false dawn. What I'm seeing, like you, you, what you've raised is a great point in the sense that, you know, there's some clubs that want to be progressive and want to have a young manager who brings in new ideas. And what I can see as a trend is that when it doesn't go the way they expected, I mean, you need to give someone time. But when it doesn't go the way expected, they just default back into experience. Am I right in saying that, Mas? I'd agree. Absolutely. I mean, why do you think we've seen all, all these memes of Liz Truss, Liz Truss, of um, Sam Allardyce today <laughs> outside number 10? Because that was his bread and butter. Oh, if you're in trouble in the Premier League get Big Sam in and, you know, he'll he'll keep you up. Same with Redknapp, bringing Redknapp. Like, there's certain managers that literally just are known for doing certain things and rightly or wrongly, and to be fair, Big Sam actually could play some good football because his Bolton team, when they had ballers, they had ballers. And everyone always forgets this, which I think is kind of mean on him. But, um, yeah, I, I just feel that, you know, essentially, essentially it always ends up being, like, big names, and then it's just the same old, same old. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I understand, obviously, it's, you know, football, you're, you, it's a results-based thing. You have to obviously win games, not lose. First, sustain whatever league you're in. Secondly, just, you know, because it's financial, like it's a business after all. But I just, yeah, I, I find it strange, that, you know, a couple of years ago it was, oh, here's all the new upstarts coming into football. But really, and I don't know if it's just a reflection on the Premier League. This is a weird bit of a ramble, actually. But, yeah, I don't know if it's just because of the Premier League, we just don't really see it happen as much. So, Because, what, there's Arteta, Potter, um, the, like, who else? The guy, the guy say, who like, I was going to throw a span inch, I mean, Maz, maybe you can back me up on this, but I was going to say Thomas Frank. I mean, he's a... He's, I think yeah, he's well. a good... He's wavy, yeah, no, he's, he's wavy. Good, um... I guess a good example of someone who had to start at the, I guess, at the lower leagues, get his, you know, experience. But I don't know if you classify him as a laptop manager, Maz. No, I think the laptop managers have got people that have never played professional football before. He's, he's played, I'm sure. And surely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I he think has. he played. Yeah, and uh, I don't think there's many laptop managers around. I think. Well, Nagels was probably the, the only one that springs to mind straight away. But then he's, yeah, you're right. Like he's he's not doing great at Bayern, and it won't surprise me if he's if he's gone. It's pretty if if they if they don't do well in the Champions League, no doubt he'll be gone. And if if he doesn't win the league, the German league, then he's just he's just a fader already, isn't he? Like how can you not win the win the German league with that Bayern team? So I think it was a bit of a fad, to be honest with you, and. 
I, I can't see it taking off to taking off or going anywhere. I guess the debate the debating point I'm is like, do you actually well you do well it's showing that you need experience, right? In the game, and it's very similar to 100%. the referee yeah. debate, where you know it's Stockley Park. They keep saying that there's no professional footballer who is actually in the room with them making decisions. You know what I mean? I don't know if there's a power. Oh, I think that this referee debate we could have like one whole hour talk on it. But I mean, why why is it football's one of the few sports where we always say you have to have played it to understand the game? Because obviously, you know, experience does count for something, right? But there's often so many people who I think could get somewhere in it, perhaps. And obviously, transferable skills are transferable skills, right? And there's some things that obviously you will have a better knowledge of if you play in the game. And I was just checking now, and Nagelsmann, I think, actually, he was a centre-back, but he was injured when he was about 20. So basically, that's how he got into oh, you know uh, football. Just, just scouting. Thomas Frank's never played football. Oh, so, nice. Him never played football professionally. I like that. Same as um, guy who beat us in the Europa League, and I will never oh, forgive yeah. Emery for that. Yep, he's he's he he was like a man. It's, he's a yeah, he's having a real bo- Yeah, that was it. Yeah, before he um moved into football. Economic professor or something. I can't remember. Um, I I got another one. Uh, Avb never played football before, and he was like. You know the new, new guy from Portugal, uh, Chelsea manager became Tottenham manager, Marseille, um, Zenit Saint Petersburg, if I'm not mistaken. So that's another one. Yeah, that's correct. On a very random tangent, do you remember how a podcast or two ago I spoke about Wolves and always hiring Portuguese managers? Yeah. Apparently, they're going for a young English manager now. Uh, I saw the, saw a tweet about it earlier on today. I can't remember his name. Oh, the QPR guy. See, if... is it the QPR guy? I'm not sure. It might be. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. He's already he rejected them. <laughs> yeah, he rejected them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's that then. <laughs> oh, oh, someone, someone needs to check this because apparently Brendan Rodgers has never played football either. But you know, I was thinking him earlier, but I thought he. I thought he may play for the leagues. I'm gonna check right now. Um, Brendan. But anyway, like rounding up. This... Nope, former player. Oh, he's... he's a former player. According to Wiki, according yeah. to the knowledge that is Wikipedia, so was Sam Allardyce. I thought Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Come on, man. Sam Allardyce definitely played ball. Come on. Yeah, I can't remember. Probably. Allardyce did. Yeah. So I guess I guess the point we're trying to make here is that, like you said, it's kind of died down. The whole importance of, well, the importance of playing in the game has become more of a focal point and it needs to be I think and I don't see that changing anytime soon but the names you've kind of mentioned who would you say the most successful one has been up to the point if we can actually identify anyone successful I mean I've, I've got I've got some more managers for you Go for it. to be fair uh, Paul Clement so do you remember how he was at Chelsea I think oh, yeah. was he like assistant he, oh, right. Gerard Houllier. Okay. And he was quite actually good when he was at Liverpool because he won um, Champions League with them, didn't he? Hodgson wasn't a footballer either. Avram Grant. I did uh, not know that. I remember Avram Grant. He was, he was like some backroom staff at like 
Chelsea and somehow ended up as manager. Like, I don't know how that happened. Made it work for him though, didn't he? Anyone else? Uh, I mean, there's like older guys. So, Sachi, if I'm saying it right, Arrigo Sachi. Um, he was at uh, AC Milan, I think. He was an Italian manager. There's a guy that's swinging to my but like in our can... like our age, not really. Can you confirm the guy more. from Monaco? The guy Jardim or something. You remember, like he was like this Monaco manager, the baldish oh, yeah. guy. I'm sure. I think he's played. I just need to check. Let me just check. Uh, Leonardo John. Because I remember there was a big hoo ha about him, and people were like, "Oh my god, how is he not being hired?" Etc. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's he, yeah, you're right. He's not a footballer. Oh wow, is he not? He started managing at the age of 27 um, in Portugal and just worked his way up. Fair enough. So he's, I guess, you, those are the types of one you'd say even pre-laptop managers that they got like just the experience of working at lower levels and trying to make their way up. And you'd even uh, what's what's Graham Potter? Was Graham Potter an actual player? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the Premier League. Really? Or in the Championship, at least. Yeah. Graham Potter is an English professional football manager, former player. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he was at Birmingham, Stoke, Southampton, West Brom, yeah. York, Boston. He's wavy, though. He's easily one of my favourite managers, easily. Just because he, he put in a hard graph for, like, I'd say at least a lot of Premier League managers, you know, no disrespect to, well, or disrespect to the Gerrards or the Lampards. Um, who just because of their name essentially got jobs because I'd love to see anyone claim that Lampard got the Chelsea job on merit. To be fair, he didn't get the Derby job on merit either. Redknapp ran the owner up and said, give him a job. I just can't believe Gerard's still in a job. Anyway, um, I guess then that kind of wraps up or moves on to my, my kind of unpopular opinion, but... Uh, it's similar lines, that's why I wanted Carl out to go first. But I think, personally speaking, Chelsea are equipped to do extremely well for the next two to five years, as much as it pisses me off to say that. Because I just think the appointment of Graham Potter, and I'm saying this off the back of you know them drawing, I know. He's unbeaten in seven games now. Um I think he's basically transformed the way they play and they're a bit more vertical. There's a bit more punch when they're, I guess, um, attacking. Um, he has the right skills in order to kind of man-manage as much as the superstars are. Um, you know, people like, as much as I hate to say it again, Aubameyang is still there. He's, he's scoring decent level goals, like one every few games, which is what they needed. But you know, with him, with his progressive thinking and given the fact like you guys have just mentioned, like he started at the bottom, worked his way up. Uh, and I had, I had that, I saw that interview with Thomas Frank yesterday. Um, you know, he, the way he was explaining his tactics, how they work. Um, and Thomas Frank was obviously in full praise about having a manager at that lower level um, come up all the way. But yeah, uh, that's kind of my opinion. I don't know if that's um, shared across the board or have people just forgotten what Chelsea are in terms of relevance? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything yet because the new guy, 
man like Todd. Oh, yeah. Hasn't been there long enough yeah. for me to be able to yeah, say that. Say. So yeah. if it was anywhere but Chelsea, potentially, yes, because everything's in place in terms of they've got a whole bunch of youngsters. You can see Potter rotating the squad a lot. Um, when they played Brentford yesterday, I know it was nil-nil, but it was a pretty good nil-nil. Um, he brought on uh, the guy that they got from Aston Villa. I can't remember his yeah, name, but they got him in the summer. Yes, that's his name. Um, so, like, he knows how to use, like, obviously what he's got at his disposal. He's obviously trying to keep everyone fresh. Um, I, yeah, it, it just depends, right? Because isn't this guy meant to be like Mr. Moneyball in terms of using data and stats to kind of, as in Todd, that is, for all his teams that he has, which is why he's become very successful. Yeah. And that's why but at the same time... Guys, right? the... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm trying to go from all the um, directions of football that you know we'd want to, we'd want at Arsenal, we'd want at United because they know ball. So he, from what you can see so far, he's obviously putting in the right structure, the right foundation. Where okay, cool, I'm going to start discussing the Super League and all of this and all of that, and throwing these casual things out there to see whether people will take it up or not. But I, there's something about him that I just don't trust. I and mean, it might be just Americans in the Premier League often come in and out and they know how to make it work and they don't. Like even the Fenway group at Liverpool struggled for a bit um, before they obviously got to the formula that was working for them. So I think... <laughs> don't mention yeah, I don't want to set Maz off. <laughs> even us with the Cronkies, right? And I think... The only reason that we've started to get somewhere now is because of what the Rams are doing. Because if it wasn't for the Rams doing well based on McVeigh, young team, well, I guess you call him a laptop manager as well, but he's always been like one of those to watch in the league, um, surrounding him with talent, young talent, uh, older talent, letting, you know, giving someone time, which is like essentially, I mean, Arteta is a football version of that. Um but yeah, no American owners come in here and it's been easy for them. So we'll see, right? Because obviously it's the whole thing of you're a CEO. Well, you think you know you can do it better than everyone else. So yeah, we'll see. I wanna, I wanna but yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think yet. Not yet. It's too early to say. Okay, thanks for backing me up on that. Maz, what, what, did, what did you... I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're the same as CJ, but what... Yeah, I just... I don't, to be fair, I think... I think with Chelsea, is possibly going to be given time to... First, he's going to be given time. If he doesn't win anything this season or he doesn't win anything next season, would he still be there as a, as a manager? And I know it, it's Todd's new regime, but the, but this guy sounds like he's going to go and spend money by by big-name players. And is Graham Potter going to want that? How much say he's going to have over the players they bring in? And are they going to match his style of play? Or are they just going to bring in big-name players for the sake of big-name players? Don't forget this Todd guy went, went, apparently went to buy Ronaldo over the summer, but Tuchel managed to stop him. Yeah. So if he's after these glamour signings, and plus as American owners, they want these glamour signings for, for, for commercial reasons. So I w- I'd be... I like Graham Foster, to be fair, and I hope he is given time, but I think... I think if he doesn't win anything next season, or this season even... Actually, no, let's count this season. If he doesn't win anything next season, I think he could be one of the managers that are in trouble. And I hope, if you feel, I hope he is given time. And 
and I, and I hope he does he is successful because because I like him as as manager and the way what he says and, and the way he speaks and, and the, way, the way he plays football. The reason, but the reason I just, I'm I just saying, want to make Chelsea's a long club. The reason I'm saying I think he's going to survive or do well is because Tuchel and Bowley obviously had a problem, and that's why they fell out. And now this guy is this owner's main choice. He's got his main target. Uh, spoken to him, signed him up, and I think just because of that, he's going to be given the time, the backing, the uh, what's it called, the players he wants. I think he'll be able to influence that because he's trying to get the results. So, yeah, that's my gut feeling. I think they've appointed him really well. I think they're doing to do really well. I think there's a lot more to come, which again pains me to say it, but I think they've been kind of ignored and gone under the radar across what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Carla, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that as well. I mean, because I mean, it, it, it does come down to the whole if they're given, if he's given time, right? And historically, Chelsea have not been that club. I mean, Di Matteo won, Di Matteo won the Champions League and was let go. So you can argue Chelsea chopping and changing back in the day did still work for them because no matter what, the constant churn of managers meant that they were always winning stuff. Always. Um, but I, I just think it's too early, and I, I don't know enough about this guy yet for um, for me to come to a definite conclusion. It's always, if he gives them enough time, Chelsea will bang, 110%. But then we haven't seen a transfer window open yet, as Maz pointed out, where we've seen signings come in and we don't know whether they've gelled or not. Um with what whether that's what the manager wants with Potter, we know with Tuchel that didn't work. Obviously, there's a really funny conversation. Apparently, um, Todd thought that you could play four four three, for instance. Knew nothing about formations, and you can look at that two ways. One, that's someone that wants to learn about, you know, wants to understand football more because they don't know it, so they generally want to pick their employee's mind to understand and get a better appreciation for the game. Or you can see that someone that's meddling too far in what the manager should be doing. And so just letting the manager get on with that is trying to involve themselves too much in what the day-to-day kind of job of the manager is. So I, I, it's too hard. I, I can't call it one way or another, to be honest. Well, we'll... But I think you can say you've seen his influence already because he's come into the league now and a couple of weeks later, we're hearing about, oh, the more games are going to be played over in America next year. Yeah, and it's it's the influence of what they want to do, and that's what I guess again that works for what he wants in terms of his project because they're playing progressive football, they're playing with a modern manager, you know, well respected in the game now, and more importantly that they are going to be playing Man United this weekend, so you're going to be able to see now uh, two teams essentially who have got two new managers. Obviously, one has a bit more time, but I'm intrigued to see how this kind of pans out. And maybe it just ends up being an awesome game or it ends up being a um, a game which, you know, goes one way or the other. I mean, obviously, um, but I just feel, yeah, I just feel once they get their, their pieces in check, they're going to get the option to buy who they want. And I think the guy... Potter is going to have a better say in stuff, just given the fact that the results are going his way. That's just going to grow and help him uh, gain a bit more respect across the board. Um, but yeah, Maz, do you want to 
have a friendly bet on this weekend's result. I think Chelsea are going to win 3 1. Say 2 1 or 3 1? 3 1. I think I think we'll beat them. 2 2 1. 2 1. Carlisle, what's your prediction? It's not a 2 0. I'm going, to, I'm going 2 0. Oh, I, I, I can't see them scoring, to be honest. You can't see Chelsea scoring against United. No. Wow. Carlisle, what's your prediction? I think Chelsea will win. Give me a score. But I don't think... 1-0. 1-0. Is it going to be a Aubameyang score? <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Well, all right. I, it's just, I just think United are still trying to work up their identity, right? And there's passages of play where you can see, supposedly, or apparently what... Ten Hag is trying to do, but then at the same time, I feel with the except. Well, actually, I, I'm not counting the Spurs win, as you see in what United how they want to play because Spurs. Spurs didn't turn up to play football. It's Spurs, and for as much as it, yeah, and as much as everything talking about our oh, Spurs this and Spurs that, most of their wins have been against the bottom half of the table. So um yeah, we're, we're not going to count that. But when you beat Liverpool, when you beat us, it was playing Oli football just with a Dutch manager. It was counter-attacking football that ripped us apart. And it's fine. Like, we lost. We shouldn't have lost, but we did. I've, I've accepted this now. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know how... If you're playing a team that might allow you to have the ball in certain spaces, but then won't in others, whereas Spurs were just happy to just sit in front of their own fucking goal. Um, I don't know how well you do with that, to be honest. And I... I if if teams don't allow us to have the ball, like you suggest Chelsea are, I, I, I don't I don't, don't know what you're saying to be honest. Because if we if we if Tottenham gonna if Chelsea gonna set up like no we're gonna we're gonna expect Chelsea to attack us there at home. Let's be real, and we're gonna play, we're gonna play on the counter attack, which I don't know why it's defined as Oli Walsh just counter attacking football, which United have played over the years. Even with even with Ferguson in charge, we've been counter attacking football. We've never, we've never been a possession style football. But, but I think I think the reason why it's called Oli Ball is because even United under Ferguson, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, were able to control games against weaker opposition. Whereas what Oli struggled with, again, please correct me if I'm wrong, is it was fine, you know, playing PSG and beating them when you were hitting them on the break. But then when it comes to playing like a Swansea, you'd struggle to break them down because they'd set up in a deep block and due to even a lack of players' technicality or the tactics, you could, you'd struggle against teams that just set up to defend. So that, that's what I mean by I that's what I mean by Oli Oli Board in 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 so far as counterattacking was fine. Like you that you were good. You had all the players hit on the break, hit on the break. But when you were asked to do a bit more and take control of the game, that's where I think United struggled, which again was why I find it so weird that you got Ronaldo like you were building a team and that completely just blew it all up because the way you needed to play yeah, and also sideline Sancho for a season, who I also let, think is... Let me not, sort of start, let me not start on James Sancho, please. Don't get me started yeah, on that guy. Because, because the stick that Pepe got when when he was here, okay, I'm not saying he you know covered himself in glory, a blaze of glory the whole time, but... I'd, I'd, he definitely did better than Sancho, and Sancho somehow has managed to go under the radar from a lot of criticism. 
which again you can say you can say that's him being at United. To, to, to be fair, San, Sancho has done okay this season. He's had three bad games. Don't forget, before the England squad selection was made, people were shouting at Sancho for the England squad. There's a lot of talks about in, in, your, in your deep down, do you actually believe he can walk into this the England squad? Deep down right now, honestly speaking. To say on, on, on no, because Foden and Saka are ahead of him at the moment. But after that... What do you mean after that? I can who, I can play who, Jared who, Bowen ahead of Jadon Sancho because he's just... Yes, no, he, no. right now, yes, he's, he can. He's not. Jared, Jared Bowen is not, is not world-class. He's not. And he's neither is Jadon Sancho. He is not. <laughs> He's, he's done it. He's done it for Dortmund in the Champions League. I'm not saying he's world class, but I'm saying he's okay. But but what I will say is, and this is something that I remember um, I picked up off another podcast is there's not really such a thing as bad players as bad systems, right? So Sancho worked at Dortmund because Dortmund, the way that they play, very similar to City um, in terms of possession and doubling up, etc. Him having a supporter when he, support when he's running, he had that at Dortmund, whereas. At United, he's not a Rashford. Rashford's very direct, just, you know, you give him a sight of goal, he's going straight there. Sancho can't do the same thing, to me anyway. Sancho's number is, is yeah, to be fair, yes, like he's had a bad game in that Europa League game against City where everyone played rubbish. Yesterday, he done okay. He was, yeah, he could have taken more players on. But I think that's a confidence thing. But he had, he had a decent game. Mate, how long are we going to keep talking about confidence? Uh, it's been two years almost, man. Like, come on, seriously? And remember, Pe- but but what I will say is, remember, Pepe, Pe- but Pepe was getting called a flop from the jump. He didn't even get the one season's grace. Sancho managed to get that. Not from me. Like, I don't, Pepe wasn't being called a flop from me. Pepe was one of the players I was undecided about, and probably still am undecided about. But I do think Pepe does, didn't help himself at times. Because Anthony's walked into the team and he starts ahead of Sancho, basically, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. I think Anthony's made a more of a, more of an impact, in my opinion. Generally speaking, he's and yeah, I don't yeah, know. Deep he's, down, he's, deep down, I think Anthony's been bought to replace him. That's what my feeling. Um, I don't know. I think Anthony's been bought in because we don't have anyone that wants to play on the right hand side. We bought in Sancho thinking he's going to be right in the field, but he's better on the left than he's on the right. And Anthony, again, I think the only thing's going to let him down is he's going to get found out soon enough. I mean, it worked. It worked for Robert, Robin for how many years? And remember, because it's what you're saying to me the other day when I was saying, "Yeah, he's a one-trick pony," but for now, he's still shining new toy that no one doesn't really have that much info yeah, on. But that, yeah, no one has to speak up a bit because I can't really hear it. But um, <laughs> so the, I, I think going back to the the last point that we just made around possession-based football and volleyball, etc. Maz, I think I've, I think I've articulated it or got a point around this um i think the way the game is going and how people are playing i mean i watched a bit of psv versus arsenal today you know your boy van Nistelrooy, manager um the way they're playing they were still building out from the back i don't think i think maybe you guys are going to get there as united because the gear doesn't help you do that but i guess the way the game is going and how you need to dominate the ball and play in the opposition half that doesn't suit what United are. And you're right, historically you've never done that. But surely you feel like you're gonna I don't know, maybe with Ten Hag it's gonna be different. I don't know if you've seen any difference in build up. You've got Casemiro, obviously you can start to like hold Yeah, no, our, our styles changed 
think my style is changing, but yeah, De Gea does look bad. You're selling him. You're selling him next summer. He's, he's not one to You're, you're selling him next summer. 110. Yeah. percent He's going. Like, he's going. Maybe so. Or yeah, maybe so. If, if we can get another keeper in, as if it's probably the right. Position. You'll get Hen- you, Henderson. You'll probably just keep Henderson and just get rid of De Gea. I don't think he's really proven himself that far at the moment. But let's see. He's still to be proven. I mean, if. Has anyone proven themselves at Forest? <laughs> Circus. Like, Forest are a mess. And remember, you have to, the way that I look at it is remember the Leeds keeper when Leeds first came up into the league and Leeds were getting peppered. I still, I still peppered. He's an amazing keeper because he's super young. He's really good. I just think, remember, Leeds were conceding goals left, right, and center. But I always was like, you know what? It's not even his fault because the defense in front of him was absolutely shocking. Yeah, fair point. So I, I think I think Henderson's a good keeper. I just think last season you probably should have let him go out on loan, but you didn't. So he's got a year to kind of catch up because he was snatching at game time and form last season. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that he is going to go. Just the way the modern game is, you can say that's Pep. You can say that's um, Klopp. You can say it's whoever, to be honest. Using the, using the goalkeeper as an 11th man effectively is, yeah, you, you can't progress in the modern game, I don't think, without your keeper being able to pass it from the back. Maz, would you take Melier in United next season? As a keeper? Mm, no, because I, I think he's on the same level as Dean Henderson. Interesting. Is there anyone that you know, like in the I'm, Premier League, I'm that you'd pick up like, as a as a replacement? I mean, there rumours about that, the, uh, the Porto keeper. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, to be fair, I did that until I watched a few clips of him and he does look, he does look decent. Okay. Um, I'm sure he plays for Porto. He's named Costa. Um, he's, he has been linked um, to, to us. Interesting. So, I don't know. Let's see. But, uh, I think, think Melioe or Henderson probably sit in bracket. Interesting. All right. Well, guys, let's, um, let's wrap it up with a quick quiz. I've got a quick, um, really uh, rapid-fire question and answer here. So... You guys need to keep keep score. Maz is undefeated in the quiz, so we've got like four or five questions if you guys are ready. Who wants to go first? I'll let Maz go first. There's, you know, can you manage it? Mute, oh, go on. Uh, go on. With 202 clean sheets, which goalkeeper has the best record in the Premier League? With 202 clean sheets, which goalkeeper has the best record in the Premier League? Peter Shea. Uh, you've got it right, you little prick. Um, all right, one point for Maz, I guess. This was a, a dated article, just FYI, but I'm pretty sure he, he owns that clean sheet right now. No, he's not been beaten. I think this is like... Yeah. I think, he, yeah, he's got it still, I think. All right, so one yeah. point to Maz. Maz keeps score of your own... Obviously, both of you keep score of your own uh, scores. I want to keep repeating that. Um, okay, cool. Uh, call out. Your question is... Uh, 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 which three players shared the Premier League Golden Boot in 2018 and 2019? Um, which three players shared the Premier League Golden Boot in 2018 and 2019? I'm trying to remember when Abayang came to the league. Uh, that wasn't the Salah Sane Abayang, yeah. Giovanni... Armanini has just typed the question, the answer in the group, but he's got two, he's got one wrong. So 
CJ, you've been assisted here, and you've got one last chance to pick the last person. CJ just gave okay. It's Mane. Uh, I said, isn't that? I said, oh, I, said, that, said that's it. it. It was Mane, uh, Mane, Abangyang, and Salah. I'm just trying to remember if Abangyang was there or not in the league. Okay, okay. But so yeah, that, that I was, was, I was looking at the that's chat. my answer. I was looking at the chat. Okay, cool. So I guess one apiece. Um, Maz, your question is which player scored the fastest hat trick in Premier League history? Which player scored the fastest Premier League hat trick? I'll even give you a bonus point if you can name the team he has played. Yeah, Giovanni, you're wrong again, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know, honestly. No idea. You've got a chance here to take the lead. Any... Um... I don't know, for some reason, Michael Owen's in my head. Both of you are wrong. It is Sadio Mane with Southampton. And the time he took was 2 minutes, 56 seconds versus Aston Villa in 2015. So, uh, it's, I guess, one apiece, right? And Maz has fumbled his chance. So, Carlisle, you've got a second bite of the cherry here. Um, All right. Which team won the... First ever Premier League title. Which team won the first ever Premier League title? First ever Premier League title. So this is 91, 92, right? Yeah. That's what you mean by Premier League. Yeah, Premier League. Come on, man. Surely. I actually don't know. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Chelsea. I actually don't know. Take that one. Oh, <laughs> I really don't. Oh my god, this is so painful. Yep, United. Maz takes the lead. Carlisle, you fumbled. It is 92-93. Yep. Okay, so I, 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 yeah. We're gonna we're gonna close up Maz. This is just to wrap it up. Um Yeah, okay. Three players share the record for most Premier League red cards. Who are they? And this this is a question to Maz, by the way. You need to wrap it up. You're leading 2-1. Maz, who has the record? Or name the players who have the most red cards in history or Premier League red cards. Uh, do you know what? I, I think it's... I think Vieira is there. That's the only one I, I can think okay, of. Okay, you've, got, you you've done well there. Okay, so you've got one of the players. So you've got like point, point 0.3 over point. <laughs> a third. I've I've got to chuck in Joey Barton, surely. No. He was just a prick. Right, not bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's played in the league long enough. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Maybe it helps. Um so one of them played for Man City and one of them played for Everton. I mean it's open to Carlisle as well if you wanna jump in. City and Everton players. Oh, no, no idea. Carlisle, last chance, and then wrap up. No, no guesses, CJ. Oh no, who was that? Who was that nutter? Um, <laughs> Scottish, Scottish. Yep, you're right. Track. Oh, Ferguson. Yeah, there you go. Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson. Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson. The last, the last guy was Richard Dunn at at uh, Man City, and they all got 
Richard Dunn, you know. Yeah, they all got a total of eight <laughs> red cards each, which is apparently the record held by all three. Maz, you somehow have I remember. come out undefeated yet again. Four quizzes now, Maz has won on a bounce. Not a lie, that United one helped me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on, man. CJ, you fumbled that. Big time. Big sorry, time. I don't remember United winning titles. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maz is seething at the teeth right now. Foaming, foaming. Cool, guys. All right. Nice one. Thank you very much. Congrats, Maz. Congrats. Uh, till next week, I guess. Yeah. I guess uh, all the best to you guys and thanks for your time, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll right, catch nice you one. next week. Vigo's having to operate even more attackingly now. He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Vigo.